0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Do You Say Anime, I am your host Peter. On today's episode, along with my lovely co-host Pat and Rifle, we will be discussing the newly released WIT Studio movie streaming exclusively in the West on your favorite pirate site and Netflix, Bubble. (laughs) Gentlemen, we bear witness to WIT Studio's first film in almost three years, and coming off the helms of a monster 2021 year with Vivi and Ranking of Kings, and currently airing Spy Family... Bubble comes to us as a stacked crew with Attack on Titan Seasons 1 through 3 director Petsuro Araki, writer Gen Urobuchi, whose prior works include Fate Zero, Madoka Magica, and Psychopaths, character design coming from Death Note creator Takahashi Obata, and musical director Hiroyuki Sawano, who is most famous for Attack on Titan Seasons 1 through 3, Kill a Kill, and The Seven Deadly Sins. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. How are we doing this fine evening?
1: I'm good, I'm good. I figured it out i'm good uh you know we're life is just a spiral and a, a a lot of things going on, but you know we make it work sometimes sometimes we have to schedule things and uh they they don't go on time on my bed and that's on me this time around, but you know you know life is a a highway yeah but it's not it's a it's a spiral
0: i was forty five minutes like the last episode, so no worries rifle, how you doing this evening?
2: Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it was great seeing this movie uh, with everyone in this party. Yeah,
0: we had, I, I, I personally had a good time, and we're going to be discussing a lot of the different themes and elements and what we liked and what we didn't like about the movie Bubble. But gentlemen, first, kind of like always, I want to give you, like, I want to get, like, your first impressions. Usually we do, like, what we knew coming into it, our expectations, and then what you thought in of Bubble itself, like, when the movie started. So, gentlemen, your thoughts. Oh uh, yeah, going into it,
1: uh I it flew under my radar until we really started talking about like doing this episode, honestly. I didn't really think about it that much, uh, or hear anything about it, but and then when we go through the accolades and like the people connected to it and you're just like, Oh shit, this is a pretty big movie, or it should be a big yeah. movie. Um uh first thoughts, I guess uh I don't think it'd be fair to the movie if we just judged it off the first twenty minutes because it kinda doesn't suck but it's pretty mid you know it's pretty just very like it's visually stunning and it, it it it's intriguing but it's slow as slow as a snail man like it it starts off so slow there i i mean we i guess we could all talk about it in the middle of my first impression but there like the second line of the movie Is literally an exposition dump. (laughs) It's like it's really bad. It it, 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 like that first impression was kind of just like, oh god, what did I just get myself into? But I think overall the movie smooths out by the end. So I don't don't let me scare you away from it. I I I had a good time throughout it. Um, but yeah, those first uh, my very first impression was not fantastic beyond the production value behind the movie because that was beautiful. Um, what about you, Rifle?
2: Yeah, uh, I only was ever anticipated for this movie because it had WIT studio name behind it. Uh, Everyone plastered, like what Pete said, these high names to all these production, And I just didn't really know too much about them. I was more focused on the action I know that WIT usually provided. And during this entire uh, movie, I think WIT delivered on that portion of the action.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. I think what Wit did in terms of the technical ability of the movie hit everywhere. Um, it was in other aspects where I feel that they were lacking. And Pat, you brought it up—the beginning exposition scene, just the, them dumping on, "Hey, I'm new here. How does this game work?" Because they're involved in this five-on-five, uh, like relay slash sometimes like a death match. It seemed like at some points. Um, where they kind of wanted to establish the rules of the game that they were playing and kind of uh, at the same time create like the world building aspect through the visual storytelling. But just that opening dialogue to me put a damper on kind of like what I was expecting because I had such high hopes coming into this movie. And then just like when you see what Wit Studio has done lately and just The the writing that the stories that they have been telling, especially between, I think we've all seen like Madoka and we all enjoyed it. Fate Zero, we all enjoyed it. Like, I kind of had like, if anything, the writing was going to be great. And I think that's where it fell flat the most. And yeah, I guess, I know that was to me, that's like what started like my initial thoughts on the story itself. And then it, it it did get better. It did. I I think when we get towards the end of it, we will come to terms with the story itself. But I I felt like like your first impressions like a, is huge. Like you need the beginning to be the high one of the highlights, and the ending to be the highlights. And to me, it kind of just like fell flat. But if you don't really care about the story, I think you could get like immersed in the world. Did you guys have like any thoughts like going through your mind when when that happened, or did it like? blow over your head
1: um well just to to circle back to your your point about that opening scene i think the worst part about it was the fact that they do it well they start off with like decent exposition where you're watching the thing and you're starting to put the pieces together of what's going on and then they do the line where it's just like a horrible exposition dump that also didn't feel really necessary because the rules don't matter that much in the game other than You grab the flag and you win, which they could have easily shown by having a team grab the flag and win. So uh, because they break the rules or, you know, make up rules with like rocket shoes at some point throughout the movie, too. So it's like, you know, like like why did they? I mean, I guess they felt the need to put the scene in for dumb American audiences to figure it out or something. I don't know. They but like it's just it it was just frustrating because like like you said, you expect the quality to be better. um when you have these names attached, you expect to not be so caught off guard by that. But um, but yeah. So your your next question was about the general storytelling, right? Of the of the film, or yeah. The...
0: I guess like, I I guess to me, when something like that happens, I guess like it, like kind of like kills the mood a little bit.
2: Oh um, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, but I I think we, I think we might actually rifle. I don't know your thoughts exactly, but I know as the story progressed, it did it was never that low like that is the bottom of its writing and storytelling um i guess yeah like your general thoughts on like how you felt throughout like the story i guess from like the bottom to the top <laughs> in, in a ways
2: yeah honestly uh i didn't have really much of an issue i think it probably was because i had a lack of sleep as i was watching it early in the morning but uh it was just a line i mean I guess some people don't like the exposition dumps, how they're handled like that. I didn't really care. It happened. Uh, the story itself, I think uh, it can be very, it can be brought down to a typical story about uh, you know, their correlation with the Little mermaid.: Yes. Uh, I found that to be I found it to be all right. I liked it. Uh, some people may not like how it was used. I thought it was used fine.
0: Yeah, I guess in terms of the ex, I'll give it pass it to you in a second. Like the exposition Mm -hmm. dump, because uh, Makoto is sort of explaining what's happening, like with her when she's like uh, viewing it in like her binoculars, and then showing us through visual storytelling that we could understand perfectly fine. I just don't understand like why they didn't do like that style of storytelling in the beginning. And there are some parts throughout the movies as well that they kind of did that, where they kind of just like told you um the little kid uh uzaki um kind of did that where he like kind of like mentions like i wish i had parents here like i wish i had parents here to tell me this it's like we get it there are no parents around you don't have to tell us that there aren't parents around stuff like that kind of like drove me crazy
1: i oh yeah i um didn't your parents ever teach you better we're orphans we all are here Like, like i was just like Ah, that line made me grimace, too. I was just like, come on, man. Like, we get... Like, all right, cool, you told us that. But did you need to tell us that? Like, I don't think you needed to. We could kind of just infer that this was a land of low laws or or not, you know, like, kind of like martial law. Yep. Where, like, these kids are being raised by this figurative, uh, like, this father figure and this scientist who's here to study or research or whatever, here to get all the... Erotic poses that she can get into a single movie, you know. Without... Hey, she
0: looked of age, so I was cool with it.
1: Yeah, it it was just funny. The camera, it was very like there shaft. were there, there was a it few. was like shaft. Yeah, it, it was like shaft camera angles. If that makes any sense, like the studio shaft. Yeah, make sure her ass like...
0: takes up a corner of this shot real quick.
1: Yeah, or just oh, she shifted slightly. Let's have her boobs jiggle a little. It's like that's the movie budget kicking in, baby. That's a movie budget, and it was just like all right, whatever. I yeah. again. It's not that big a deal, but it was just funny because, like, I, I don't know, I noticed those things because I'm a fucking snob or a prick and I just hate how anime fans are permanently labeled horny f- freaks because of shit like that. Boo, but, anime you know, fans. Yeah, boo, yeah, we hate anime <laughs> around here. Um, what, you're a weeb? You're a fucking uh, weeb? Weebs out, bro,
0: weebs out. Yeah, that being couldn't be, be I lift weights, bro.
1: Yes, there you go. And yeah, I I could not be a weeb. You can't... No, 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 no. There's nothing here that's weavy behind nothing. me. Nothing.
0: Um, For the no. audio listeners, they definitely could see that. Saying <laughs> um, on the topic of storytelling, uh, Rifle kind of brought it up a little bit that this is sort of a retelling of not the Disney version of The Little Mermaid, but more of.
1: No, the, the real ha- one. The real,
0: yeah. <laughs> the real story of The Little Mermaid, where it's more of a tragedy than like a happy outcome. We, earlier this year, we got Belle, which is sort of an anime retelling of Beauty and the Beast. Then this is more of an anime re- retelling of the Little Mermaid, a little more supernatural, nat- uh, very um, weathering with you vibes in terms of not only the weather but just <laughs> like the omniant beings that are being presented in the movie. Rifle, you touched on it, Pat. Did you have like any issues with like how that that type of storytelling was told in this movie? Because I-, I feel like it can go both ways. I can see like the negatives and the positives.
1: Yeah. So it's like a. A Shakespearean tragedy is what really what the Little Mermaid is essentially a rip off of too, right? It's a it's a rip off of Romeo and Juliet. You know, every every story that's ever told comes back to Romeo or something Shakespeare's with. Yep. Um, you know, writers will tell you, but um, I, don't know, I thought it, I thought it was fine. Like again, I liked that they didn't use the Disney version where uh, things work out in the end or whatever. Well, I guess that's a little bit of a spoiler. I, I don't know, like, but things if, if things they're kind watching of this episode, out, like, it's yeah, I would hope yeah. you. We just didn't do our usual spoiler warning. But oh yeah, I forgot. Way, yeah, yeah. Well, spoilers going yeah.
0: forward.
1: <laughs> um, uh, Uta dies. Uh, no, she doesn't die because nothing dies. Like that was. I liked. Uh, I guess that we'll go into themes later on, rather than in the storytelling scene. But I really liked uh, how they ended the movie, which is weird because I didn't love the whole movie, but like the ending, I was pretty happy with. I was like, all right, I'm I'm content with. The narrative that they went with, and they actually stuck the landing to me um I don't know the it, it, but like i I'm not a huge fairy tale guy. I like it when they're referenced, I liked when they're user as uh storytelling themes that's why I'm a big fan of like uh ruby uh, this the animated series like I love that because there's a lot of callbacks to uh historical figures or that's why I liked fade a lot right like there's um those little tidbits of like knowledge that you if you know the little Easter eggs almost if you know them then you can enjoy it more. Um I so I thought this one was fine. It didn't feel as tied together with the rest of the things that were going on though either because the the, the two main themes of this I would say were the little mermaid, right? Like that or that story um of romance or tragedy whatever you, yeah, it's technically it's a tragedy. It, yeah, it's both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, but romances are either tragedy. Yeah, or you're romances. you're right, you're right. So so it's a, it is a tragedy technically. Um but, uh, it was that, and then the spiral the the whole idea that nature is a permanently spiraling and continuous um like s- sequence right where things constantly are changing and bonding and then separating bonding again, and just in it's it's a continuous loop, it's a continuous vortex is what they used in the translations here their spiral or vortex whatever um so I think that that doesn't really tie with the the tragedy of the Little Mermaid as a as a story. You know, like I, I didn't feel the connection. At least I don't know how you guys felt about. No, that's it. a good point. I, I've been talking for a lot, but uh, but yeah,
0: yeah. Rifle, did you have any thoughts on like that style of storytelling with the Little Mermaid and the spirals and stuff like that?
2: Uh, I found that to be I like I said I enjoyed the themes a bit. I've seen people who felt that. They overuse the storytelling of The Little Mermaid. They felt like the movie was directly feeding it to you and not just showing you. That's a good point. But for me, I wasn't too bothered by it. Uh, I quite liked it. It wasn't great, but I wasn't like hurt by it.
0: I wonder if they did that because more people are familiar with like the Disney version than like the actual story. Um, it hardly
1: changed though, like other than the ending, the Disney one is relatively the same, right? Like, yeah, uh, I, yeah,
0: th- th- yeah. For I, th- I think like I, I'm not. It's been a long time since I read the original, but I, I, I think there's a little bit more like darker themes in that where the Disney is kind of happy go lucky. I'll put it in terms of that, but you made a good point, Pat, with the combination of that story along with the spiral kind of didn't make a lot of sense other than like. The vortex and the water maybe like it was really hard to like put those two together where I kind of wish it was like one or the other. you made a good point with like Gurren Lagan or like Uzumaki where that is spiral themed or the little mermaid literally is I mean that's a really bad example, but you know that's like a like a singular storyline this is kind of like two at the same time and it kinda was hit and miss. I think there's points where I did enjoy it. there's parts where I thought it fell flat. That being said, I feel like this is speaking of another uh, literary author, Charles Dickens, A Tale of Two Cities. I felt like this movie was a tale of two parts, where part 1, the first half of the movie, a little slower, uh not really catching my attention other than like sure the animations are great, but I thought like where we were with like character storytelling was a little lackluster. The second half, I felt definitely picked up where Uta was more a little bit more developed. Hebiki kind of coming out of his shell a little bit more, and that's what his re- shell. Oh, oh. wow, oh. that was an accident.
1: Oh wow, Pete, you're you know you're 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 at your funniest
0: when you're not trying, right? I gotta say, damn, I should stop trying. um <laughs> <laughs> You were trying before. I, 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 shit. I, right, that's I mean, I, yeah, we're we're just
1: a double dunk. There we go. Yeah, Either way, for sure. Uh, sorry, continue.
0: No, no, it's just like. That's how I personally felt. Um, Pat, I know you mentioned it in chat earlier in Rifle, I'm not entirely sure your thoughts either, but did you guys kinda get that vibe too, where it was sort of two, these like two parts of a movie?
1: For sure. I don't know. I like I said, I I had uh maybe the misfortune of having to take a break while I was watching it too. Like I watched the first like I think forty five minutes, took a break, and then came back to it and after that first 45 minutes, I was nervous, man. I was, I, because, especially because of how hyped up this movie had gotten, I was like, I'm bored. I don't, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm not that attached. It, it, I, I shouldn't say I was bored because the music was fun. The art was very pretty throughout. Like, it, it was something I could watch and be entertained. But I, I was not invested at all in the characters. Like, I, I could not care less about them sp- specifically, other than Makoto, which is the, the girl that we complained about the shots about. She was awesome. Yeah. Like, she was great. Like, yeah. Yeah. Could not care less about the other characters, and then by the end of the movie, I feel like I was still in that boat a little bit, where I was like, you know, as the you know as she was fading away and they were doing that chase running away scene, I was like, I don't care if she lives or not, I don't care if they're happy to ever after together. Like it, it didn't, I didn't feel like the emotional connection to them like I did with, let's say, uh, God, what are their well, either of the main characters from or main couples from your name or weathering with you, where I felt uh, I wanted them to to make it. I wanted them to be together. Like I I did not feel that at all with this movie. Um, But I definitely do think the second half of the movie is a lot better in terms of my investment level where I, I do, I was curious about what was going to happen. Just maybe not as invested in the, the little mermaid, the love story or try or the love uh, tragedy that is happening in front of us. You know, like I, I really didn't care. What about you rifle?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, I agree. I do think, uh, the story and the characters were, like, the low points of the whole movie itself. I feel like the characters played their role fine, but, like you said, like, each character wasn't... Like, the side characters didn't really care for... Uh, they played their role as being the whole group dynamic of, yeah, they're part of the group, they're the team. The two main characters... I agree. I didn't really have that emotional connection to them, but I still found them to be quite fine. Uh, I like this whole dynamic they had of the whole Little Mermaid situation.
0: Pat, I think you said the best word. It's when when you have a story like Weathering with You or Your Name, we're given a lot of focal, a lot of time on the main characters to develop. While I did feel like Hibiki was that shy character looking to break out of his shell type of character, it, it seemed like it took a long time for him to get to that point. And I understand that's like what Yuta was for. Like, Yuta is the reason why... I mean, they even say, like, You're, before you, like, I was never the real me. And I get that. It just felt like the pacing was off. It, it felt like there were some times where it was going way too fast and sometimes in the beginning, way too slow. And it I felt like I couldn't get an identity of where it needed to be either. To me, I think either this movie needed to be like a half an hour longer or it needed to be like an actual series to me. It just felt like there were some parts that were just missing. I don't know if any of you guys feel that same way.
1: Uh, yeah, I could have seen it being better a a little bit longer, but, um, I'm in your, the, the same boat where I, Hibiki didn't, i didn't feel anything for him at all really like i i was like like, oh he like i well so like the scenes with his mother and him trying to like figure out what was wrong with him or how they can like fix yes. him, not not fix him uh but you know like help him be more comfortable or whatever i thought that that was a good um like i was starting to feel attached to him i was like i actually like tearing up a little bit because like I, i've st- you know seen family members struggle with something similar right like like it's it's hard, it's really really hard to try to fit in when you're abnormal. But then they kind of like,
0: does he get right healed away. by her? They kind of like push it aside. Her? They kind of like yeah. Dismiss That's it. the way
1: I felt. All right. I'm glad I didn't. So I thought it was just me because I was laughing at the movie too much or tr- making fun of it at times too much. But like I was like, did they ever explain like why all of a sudden? Because like at the end of the day, he's an, more of an adult now, right? Where when you're a kid and something is ma- giving you discomfort, you're gonna make a big deal out of it, like he did, where he'd like crouch down, whatever. But, like, as an adult, he's found, all right, I have my headphones on, I feel better about myself, Um, or I feel better about my comfort, but, like, he doesn't make a big deal out of it, even when they take it off during the movie, but, like...
0: That's how how the movie should have ended, I think. Like, him, like, taking off the headphones would have been, like, great symbolism, like...
1: Oh, yeah, that would have been fun, yeah.
0: Like, showing that, like, that's the overcome. What about you, Ryfle? yeah,
1: Yeah, it was just like, why? Why did that happen? Like, where did the... Uh sorry rifle. Um wh- like where did he get healed all like did did she heal him? I thought I missed a scene. I was like did she like heal him or whatever and make him better now? Like or does he just not care anymore because like at the end of the movie they're not they show him without the headphones on, right? Like I yep. don't think he has them on. So they're it's gone. like they're gone, right? So so Yeah, like, I don't know. Sorry, go ahead, rifle.
2: Yeah, I gr- That was one of my uh I want to say biffs with the movie, but it was something I noticed uh his headphones were used to be symbolized for him connecting with others again, because in the beginning, his headphones, he was isolated from everyone. Thanks to him losing them, he becomes more social, but I do agree where, as a kid, it shows uh, his issues he has with lots of loud noises, and then when he loses the headphones, it's like, hey, I'm healed. Uh, Like, it doesn't feel like there's any issue with them whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, this is less of the, this is a little bit more with the disabilities. Uh, this is more for plot inconvenience. Yeah, was the uh prosthetic uh guy they had where I, I was I was I loved him having a person with a prosthetic limb and he was doing parkour along the tower. Uh, he knocked an iron beam, steel beam with his prosthetic limb. And then he's used as a launch pad for the main character, and lo and behold, his prosthetic leg breaks.
0: That was uh, see, I didn't think that was that big of a deal. Um, just in I'm terms, saying,
2: yeah, I'm not saying it was a big deal, but it was just like, wow, it broke after hitting. Oh, a sure. In beam. terms
0: of like the like. Like, oh, of course, that's what that is. Someone
1: can catch it and dangle from it after whatever. It can kick a steel beam. It can do whatever. But then when it goes to launch a human being, it breaks. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's pretty I get that. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's kind of like this in other series, too, where uh, some of the side characters, when they're better than the main characters, is like a big knockoff for me. Uh, The, the, like, the captain of the, like, the blue, the blaze blue, whatever they're called, uh, Kai, I really liked his character. Um, kind of like he definitely like resembled like the leader role when like Hibiki's kind of being like a selfish asshole. Kai was always like putting the team first, whether like as long as it like secured them the win because like hey, they got a month worth worth of rice if they win, and that helps out everybody. So you know, like I'm gonna put my pride aside and my ego aside and get the dub. And I really like that about Kai's character. I wish we saw that more about like other characters where like they like, showed who they were type of thing, and I feel like we didn't get that with Hibiki until, like, really late in the movie, and then Uta is not really supposed to be like that, I guess, but that's kind of, like, how I was feeling with, like, in terms of the characters. And, uh, I think we, so there were some negatives that we've been talking about. I think we should talk about the positives as well, because I think there's a lot of, a lot of positives. Um, I know Rifle, me and you have seen Ranking of Kings. Pat, I know you've seen part of Vivi, at least. Uh, since mm-hmm. Wood has done those and lately to me that they've become like a top tier studio like when I see Wood attached to something I'm expecting above and beyond or not above and beyond but like you know above what I normally expect and I felt like they absolutely knocked it out of the park but there were some questionable visuals that I want to get your guys' take on especially the close up scenes of the visuals where it was very Vivi esque where it was very polished very clean very shiny while the rest of the movie kind of just seemed like a normal, high-quality uh, anime production. Did you guys get any, like, did you guys find, like, those shots, like, off-putting at all? Because I can definitely see somebody kind of being, like, questioning that style of, like, art choice.
1: Can you, like, name a scene specifically? Because I'm, I'm trying there's, to, like... There's, a, there's
0: of... a handful. Um, w- when there's, like, a close-up on... When there's, like, a single person in a shot, Uda has one, Hibiki has a few, actually, Uda has multiple,
2: yeah, where... She does
0: it's um i don't know if you remember like the art style and vivi of the close-up but it's like the exact they they mimic that style of close-up mm. shots and then when they zoom back out it looks like you know like a normal shot in an anime and it's kind of using two different art styles in the same show and uh, some people are like it's like the same thing where like you see like a random like cg shot and then it's like oh that was like mm. random like why did they do that that kind of is like off-putting for some people this while i do think it's like visually stunning they used it in specifically moments where there are close-ups and like only close-ups and i was wondering like if if that was like a turn-off for you because to me it did seem a little odd
1: yeah i it was i, I didn't notice it enough to make me go whoa what the yeah. hell like whoa, that was weird um I I do remember a, a couple times in like the free running scenes specifically. I, I I think the art overall was fantastic though, like and the production behind it was was really really nice. I, I, I overall too, like the sound design was awesome. The music was pretty good, like or it was good at it, its peaks were really high with the music. I think, but the with the animation specifically, I yeah I feel like I noticed in the free running scenes especially that they were just very like some parts looked really clean and then other parts looked a little like i don't know motion blurry not not no, actually sure. blurry but like they were meant to emulate motion blur almost where it was just like i i don't know i didn't i don't know um did,
0: did you see vivi Where in the the scene where like the tower is collapsing and she's like running in her sports bra like have have you do you remember that scene at all
1: uh, spoiler man like what the <laughs> fuck no i'm kidding Um, uh, I, I don't know. Really like vivi
0: runs at to... vivi yeah yes i know <laughs> I,
1: it runs down an exploding building but yes um I god dude I I was that like the second episode cuz I It's like, like second hit,
0: or third, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, then yes, I do well yeah. Okay. There's the building that collapses in the second episode of Vivi. So yeah, that would make sense. Uh, I do Yeah, so I I'm I can't picture the scene, but I I I do remember that scene happening. Um I know it's just like the the blur it it would be like, "Oh, really detailed sl- little bit of slow-mo as they get close to the camera."
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: they'd the camera would like pan you know kind of i'm kind of again awful for my the audio listeners but like <laughs> it, it would like almost like almost like if a, if you're sitting on the ground and uh and a jet flies over you and it like flies really close to the ground and you do you you know when you're watching it you're gonna go whoa and and you're gonna look behind you like that's what the camera would do and it just looked go- uh, goofy you know i don't know it's uh yeah oh okay so that scene now okay yeah, yeah, yeah. no i yeah, the, the, it was different, but I liked it because it was super detailed. And yeah, it was, like it was green, very, yeah. you know, but it did also make the other scenes around it look kind of like, OK, that looks fine. <laughs> you know, um, I think the bubbles overall, like it's, it's fitting for the movie name. The bubbles looked great. Mm-hmm. The bubbles were always, always beautiful in whatever scenes they were in. Um, at least the blue ones, they are they the red ones or the, the, the evil ones were kind of kind of off for
0: me the i don't know
1: bubbles. <laughs> but that's what they were well no in the for context, sure was, they were in, in the context of the story they were the evil bubbles yeah but yeah
2: sorry rifle go ahead uh i was just gonna say yeah i grew up p uh when i saw the close-ups i did get that vivi-esque look uh and i i was fine with it because it added emphasis as you're close to someone you see more of the details uh it reminds me of like in manga panels where much of the art, it's like, okay, but that's then a good point. for an intense scene, you want to make it very detailed, make it intense. And that's how I felt for those moments. It was that intense moment they had. I liked it. Uh, animation, uh, for the, the parkour scenes, I think were just excellent. You can see uh, with staff, thanks to their prior works like Attack on Titan, they know how to do their motion scenes.
0: yeah. With, like, the twisting and stuff, like, you could definitely see, like, that come into play, which I thought was... Pat Pat said there were some scenes that seemed a little not like the others, because I felt like there were some scenes that were, like, stunning. And then I felt that there were some scenes that were just, like, that was, it seemed like a, that was alright, like, it was like a transition scene. I was like, why, I don't know, It, it felt a little off, but I think for the most part it was definitely hitting. Um, and that that that's kudos to the director just showing off, like, the technical, like, ability of what not only animators can do, but how you want to put that into your story and have that vision it is really unique. Because I think, like, the, the the heavy twisting, I really only see it in Attack on Titan, and, uh, Vivi, and uh, Mob Psycho are the ones that come to my mind that really emphasize the the distortion of like the land that they're, in you see it when they're like climbing the tower, there's a lot of distortion with, are they looking up? Are they sideways? Are they running up the tower? That type of stuff. I thought they did a really good job of kind of like tricking me and just trying to see like where they were in the world. And I I think this is, I wouldn't say like it's a directorial masterpiece in any way, but this was like fantastic. Like I, I think the director knocked it out of the park with this movie and it's one of my, one of like my favorite directed movies I've seen in a hot minute. Uh, gentlemen, did you guys have any thoughts on like the direction or anything like that, or should we move on to the next topic?
1: I think I'm good to move on because, like, to me, a lot of direction is knowing, um, especially in an animated movie, more so than like an actual movie where you have to shoot scenes with actors or whatever. I feel like directors to me should have more impact on the writing and the storytelling where I think this movie struggled a lot. So um, maybe my, my complaints are better, better saved for a different
2: like category or topic.
0: Gotcha. How about you rifle? Any any, uh, any thoughts on this?
2: I'm pretty good. I think we covered good bout.
0: Okay. Sounds good. I think uh, the best part of this movie, and I think I'm pretty sure we're all in agreement with is that bubble is really fun. This was a thoroughly enjoyable watch with the scenes that they set up, the games that they were playing, and sort of the world building that they had inside of this sphere, I thought was wonderful. I like that it wasn't set as like a sanctuary where like people couldn't leave and people couldn't come in. It was sort of like this. They said, the, I think Shin says it, where the bubble values its independence and it's sort of set up as like a free zone, a a no man's a nomad's land type of thing where there are some like unspoken rules, but really kind of like anything goes, because we we see that in the game as well. And I thought the the world building was super fun along with the games that they played. Um gentlemen, like did you have like thoughts on that aspect of like the entertainment value that was bubble?
1: Uh yeah, I I had a lot of fun with the games. Uh there were definitely some slower points in the movie that I didn't think were great, but uh, overall like I enjoyed it. You know, I can't say that I wasn't smiling or laughing or enjoying the movie for more than like, or or for less than two minute intervals, you know, like there, there was never like a real just 10 minutes where I questioned why I was watching the movie. It was, it was great. Um, I would say the, um, really just the beginning, you know, again, once it got, once it got going by the end, you know, the last like 20 minutes of the movie were really strong too. I think, uh, and there's payoff too. that. That's, uh, something I preached about in a lot of these uh, reviews that we've done over the past couple of years, where when there's not a payoff, when there's not a good ending or a, or a satisfying ending, it's frustrating. And like, it doesn't have to be satisfying and like, a, oh, the hero prevails something, something, whatever. In, in this case, the hero doesn't really prevail, right? Like they they don't get, it is a tragedy, but it's satisfying because it's shown or, or done in a in a pretty nice way so i i would say that uh for me the my enjoyment it was like you said through the roof on
2: this movie
0: how about you rifle
2: yeah so for me uh i had a clear goal in mind when i watched bubble and that was to uh watch it for the action and enjoy it for the uh art style and i was not uh disappointed by that uh I went in, I just, I was glad they had so many parkour scenes. Uh, There was probably like nine or ten moments, and each time, I'm just hyped. Just uh, them running around, hopping and whatnot. Uh, I liked the games they did have. Uh, It would be nice to see like a little mini-series of those games happen again. I thought they were quite fun. Uh, One of the, (laughs) speaking of unspoken rules, was the, uh, the Undertaker's how they had, like, water-powered boots. I think it added to, it kind of added to the fun to it, but I kind of feel like they were just, like, a throwaway
0: hooligans. Yeah, I, I kind of wish that, because we kind of see what, like, like, one of them looks like at the end, and th- like you said, they kind of just seemed, like, insert bad guy A at, through E or whatever, where it's just, like, Oh yeah, these guys look really evil. Wonder what their motivation is. Oh, it's clout. It's like oh, cool. They're gentle criminal again. It's, it's money. like
1: their money. Yeah, they're
0: they're 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 monetizing their YouTube for um, the game that they play. Because I was kind of thinking in my head, like, what is somebody going to capitalize on the monetary of this game? Because did any of you guys ever play Final Fantasy Ten? This is super random.
1: No. Rifle. No. Okay. No.
0: There, there's a game sort of where they play in water called Blitzball. And they use it. It ends up being like the biggest sport in the world, and that kind of reminded me of bubble. I was like, are they going to turn? Is like, is this the new like, whatever football? Like this five on five game? Like is this going to be like the national tag league or something like that? And we're gonna have Joe Buck broadcast the game type of thing. And and then I was like, nobody's like making money off this. And it's like, oh wait, they have like a YouTube's with drones and stuff like that. So I actually thought that was like a nice little touch to it because that was right through my head. See, they, i thought, they had this world
2: for me i thought they were gonna play a bigger role for some people they may feel like it would have been an overused trope but like when i was watching i thought like there was a mysterious sponsor giving them this tag i thought they were gonna go after Yuta, and it's like oh nope they were just uh regular you know self-insert baddies all that they were an obstacle for them to overface i'm like okay
0: they, like, kidnap Makoto and then they get her back and then, like, they kind of just, like, sweep it under the rug. Like, (laughs) I was hoping they'd, like, beat the shit out of each other. Like, hey, like, she's, like, part of our family and you kidnapped her. Like, if someone's kidnapped my mom, like, I would get her back and then, like, beat the shit out of the person who, like, kidnapped my mom. And they're just like, nah, it's cool, like, we can't do that here. I don't know, that was kind of weird now that I think about it. That was just, like... She was just used as like the gimmick to like come get them to play their game for YouTube views, and they like just went along with it type of thing. Like, you didn't really need to go play the game; you could just went and saved her and then leave. Like, I don't know. It's interesting, but like, I don't know if they thought that far because the whole th- was the whole thing was like the setup so they could get another like parkour scene in, which I get. That that gets <laughs> the that gets the butts and the seats, and that gets my adrenaline pumping. So like. <laughs> It solved that problem like it. it's just like when you think about it a little bit more like things start coming into your head and it's just like wait a second hold on and now that, that i yeah. think about him it, it's like that scene was kind of weird wasn't it like i don't know just coming from like especially like revenge plots from the person who wrote fate zero maybe it's like a time constraint or something like that where they could only get so much in and the time allocated where it's like, it's hard to judge them, but then again, it's a movie, and you could probably stretch it out to like an hour 50 minutes. Is that that big of a deal? But maybe their budget was only, I don't know, $20 million, and they couldn't get there that far, so. Who knows? I, I, I thought the, the show was, the movie was super fun. I keep calling it a show. I thought the movie was just a thoroughly enjoyable time. Gentlemen, um, is there anything else that you want to bring up, talk about that we missed, or should we get into our final thoughts?
2: uh i do i I just want to say i it would have been nice to do more uh to figure out where uda came from uh because i feel like they introduced the sister and it just it just happened i
1: yeah that's right where did she come oh god sorry go continue uh
2: you can continue that's basically
1: my (laughs) idea okay because i was gonna say like what the where did she come like if it's the uh, so and that's the thing like what is she we have no idea what she was or at least again please tell us in the comments if you know like because we're missing it um but to me i was paying a lot of attention to that too because i wanted to see oh is her melody that she sings the song the ba 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 like that song specifically that tone like was is that a reference to something is that a um somehow going to impact the story in some way um, beyond just being like the recognizable "Hey, this is Uta doing it" thing, um, I don't know where the sister came from. It was just like, "Oh, we need a we need someone to be like an antagonist here." Uh, like, was it supposed to be symbolic of like her need to return to um, like nature or or the 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 cyclical uh, or spiraling nature or whatever? So she's getting sucked in, like. I don't know. There was no, like, explanation for that. It was just like, oh yeah, by the way, she's there. Oh, and she can break away too by just, like, letting her arm melt away or something. Like, I don't know.
2: It was just goofy. Very goofy. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
0: a lot of questions.
2: Yeah, a lot of questions, but, like, much of them, I just sweep under the rug, because I'm just here enjoying myself, watching them run around.
0: I I think so, too, and I think that was, like, kind of what they set out to do, and I do think that they did it. It's just, when you compare their other works, and you see what they can do in terms of, like, writing and answering big questions, like, it's not out of the realm of possibility that these people are capable of doing this, because we've seen it.
1: To me, like, almost, like, it almost did not feel like they, uh kind of just wanted to do a free running anime or a movie with like scenes like the free running and then they decided wrote a story around that you know where they could write oh oh yeah it would make sense that there's this gravitational field in the middle of tokyo like oh yeah they would make like it almost feels like that that was the afterthought rather than the story being the main thing and then the the way the story is told following it up you know like i I don't know put the cart before the horse a little bit here yeah
0: oh yeah i definitely feel that i definitely see that too. It's it's hard because if that's the style of movie that they set out to make, then they accomplish that. It's just like, I don't know, but it's just like the, the length. Like I feel like when they were writing it, like they knew that there were questions that are left unanswered and they just like, kind of just like, well, it's an hour and 40 minutes. We can kind of make do with like what we have and it'll be fine. I don't think they were setting out to write a masterpiece. I don't. So, cause like the, like, the, these, the cast that they put together are like episodic storytellers um, in terms of like directing and writing and that type of stuff and I don't know if they're just more accustomed to that style where it's one long shoot it, it would just be like going from like, uh, I don't know, like a, a CBS TV director to directing a motion picture it's probably a little different in how you do it and you're more accustomed to one or the other. So, that's kind of like how I get the vibe, but like it's not like too bad where like it ruined the movie. It's just knowing what we have as like a stacked cast. It's just like, "Oh, what was that movie um on Netflix? Uh the, like the Irishman where it was like Martin Scorsese, Robert yes. De Niro. Like you see these actors and like like you've seen their work. Like Martin Scorsese, the Departed, like masterpiece, a masterpiece of a movie. And then you have like this Netflix budget, and then you watch it, and it's just like, that was a 7, like, whatever, like, that's kinda how I felt with Bubble. Just like, on paper, it's like, you think that this would be like a home run, and it was like a Bunt single, or something. Like, you got on base, but you did, it wasn't like any of your prior work, so. I'm rambling a yeah. little bit, but that's... No, I,
1: like, the way you hyped this up, I'll be honest, made me think I was gonna... Have to come in and bring you back down to earth. Yeah. After watching, like, as I was watching it, I was like, "Oh man, Pete was really hyping this up. He might just like it because he likes it." And I'm glad to hear that I'm not having to, like, you know, be be too much of the voice of reason because I feel like we agree on on most of the things. And I'm glad to hear that too because it's like I because I going in, you hyped it up, and I was just like, "Oh shit, I I hyped myself up." (laughs) Yeah, I set, I I set to,
0: myself up for disaster. You
1: gaslit yourself, Pete. Oh, That's geez. awful. Oh man, just the, the, worst. the burner. The burner came out, and you were just God. on fire. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's just weird. It's too bad. It really is too bad because it was. I I I had fun when when it was fun. It was really really high. Uh, but it was not. That fun, yeah. Yeah. There was it was just very like, all right, this is fine. Like this is fine, good enough to watch. When you would hope that it would be something a lot better with the the, the people
0: attached. In anime terms, it's like when like a Doga Kobo show gets an eight, you're like, that was great. I gave it an eight. And then when you watch like a Kyoto and Annie show and you give that an eight, like a Kyoto Annie eight is kind of bad. Like, or I should say bad, but you know, like. Not what you were expecting, and that's kind of like the vibe I got with Bubble. Like, I got Kiero annie aided, but <laughs> I, I, I didn't want that. But you, you got uh, a girl who leapt through
1: timed rather than your named or something, yeah. Like that's uh,
0: yeah, that's that, that's, <laughs> that, that, that's a that is a great comparison. Um, should we jump into final thoughts in our rating? I think so. All right, uh me and Pat we talked a lot. Rifle, how about you start things off with us with your final thoughts and your rating overall? Uh so yeah,
2: for me, uh music is subjective and so for me, I thought the soundtrack was just great overall. I had a blast listening to it. I thought Wit they they did their they put it all they put all their all in uh the animation and the action moments and I loved it. Uh I do agree. Like I said, the characters themselves and the story were not what people would think for the amount of talent that was in this movie. But for me, I had no issues with it. I thought they were fine with what was presented. I enjoyed the themes they had, such as uh, the destruction and restoration. I found that to be alright. The spiral. Pretty cool concept. So for me... Even though I wouldn't really recommend it too much to others, I enjoyed it quite a lot even though some parts were a bit forgettable. Uh for me, I give this a
0: 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10, awesome. All right, Pat, to you.
1: Yeah, so as much as we dunked on the movie, it felt like throughout like or we were we were like giving a lot of caveats to our enjoyment of it. I I still think I could recommend this to most people. Um like it's it's not a huge time sink either. It's only an hour and forty five minutes. Compared to most movies nowadays, it's pretty good. Yep. <laughs> um. Like it's I I I had a good time. I I think in theaters too, this would have been a lot better. Uh. 100%. Just cause the so like the sound design and granted, like I've got pretty good headphones and everything too, so it wasn't like that bad. But the music was at its peaks were great during the, the couple of the parkour scenes it was really really good and just throughout the like the the popping of the melodies of the you know like again that uta's melody or whatever like being played throughout like i feel like in, an, in a you know movie theater with the ambiance and maybe a bit better surround sound that would have been like really cool so it's almost too bad that this got bought by netflix you know like rather <laughs> than uh being allowed to release in theaters uh Because, like, again, would I see this again in theaters? Probably. Would I watch this again on Netflix? Probably not. You know, like, because it just... It's not... um, It's not enough for me. But I have to say, because anime sucks at this. Anime in general, they are so, so bad at this. This thing sticks to landing. It actually delivers, like, a satisfying ending. uh, Or at least satisfying enough where not every question is answered but enough of them are that it feels like a complete story and it feels like you can kind of put together the rest of the pieces yourself. Uh, So for me, I am sitting at a seven out of 10. I think rating it any direction, higher or lower by one to two points is also reasonable. But for me, I think it's a a solid seven where like the the production carries this a, a lot. I think the, the story just isn't there, and again, I hope, I would love to hear about some Easter eggs too, like again, the, what if Uta's melody is like a, something that's referenced in other, like the, the specific notes are referenced in specific uh, other stories or, um, I don't know, mediums or, or music theory or anything, I, I don't know enough about it to know off the top of my head, but if someone else does know that, please let us know, because I would love to hear about that. Um, but yeah, so seven out of ten. And uh, Pete, what does that bring your score to? Let's see what you got.
0: Yeah, um, my real qualms with it is like the storytelling of the the entire movie itself. If I was giving like the story itself a rating, it'd probably be like a five. That being said, almost everything else is like an eight or above. Uh, the technical stuff, like uh, the sound design, I thought was just absolutely incredible. The animations, their use of traditional anime like, uh, visuals, along with, like, the close-up similar to Vivi. Also, the 3G that they used was really well done. Like, the tower collapsing was really well done. Uh, the boat running into the collapsed building towards the end was really well done in CG. I thought that stood out to me. It was very uh, Neon Genesis 3.01.0 S, where that CG just knocks it out of the park, and I think they did that as well. Uh, with the story and the characters kind of la- being lackluster... And the production quality being so high, it kind of puts me in that seven to eight range where it it was uh, it was good, not great. It was fun, but like missing parts where I feel like it should have been answered. Pat, you said before where like there were questions on left unanswered, but the, the landing was stuck, and I think that's what like set it above uh, a seven for me, which I'm leaning towards an eight. That they executed what they wanted to do they did it there were some misses but i think for the most part very enjoyable a very technical sound movie and i had a really good time and similar to like my pro mayor review where i saw that on like a one of those like 4D big giant movie screens where like the sound was like in my brain where i thought that was just so overwhelming in a good way that I raised my score. If I saw this in a theater similar to it, I think I'd probably like lean on like a nine where like I could push some of the sound, or sorry, some of the story and characters to the side and just be so entranced with my viewing experience that it raises the bar. But instead I watched it in my living room and I still had a really good time. I was really comfy, but that kind of like, I don't know, I should say like hindered it. I think it gave me like a true experience of like what the movie actually is. And so, yeah, I'm leaning in eight. So we got seven, eight, nine averages out to an eight. I think eight is a very, uh, Mal right now, at the time of recording, says 7.5. So like, we're pretty close to like what we think it's going to end up being. I'm guessing it's probably gonna be like the 7.5, eight range. And yeah, I think we all kind of agree where it, it landed and what we liked about it. And we kind of like different viewpoints of Rifle leaning on more towards the fun and adventurous side. And he, he got that and leaned it towards a nine and Pat having- missing some of the things that he was looking for in a movie and giving it a seven, I met in the middle and gave it an eight, and I think that's kind of where- I'm, I'm thinking where it's gonna end up like.
1: uh, You know what? That's because Pete is mid. There you go.
0: Wow, that's rude. <laughs>
1: Nothing about me is
0: mid. <laughs> no, you're n- the
1: mid-lord, aren't you? You're either mid-king. I, that's what it is, the mid-king. Sorry. I've never
0: missed. I never miss once. I always hit. I'm James Harden from Three Pointer. Not this season, or last season, but like four seasons ago uh yeah so basketball fans get that reference
1: you should have like said steph curry and then you wouldn't have i should have you know
0: i I think i think the
1: greatest shooter of all time i'm i hate basketball and i even know that like
0: i think i think philadelphia is playing tonight or something like that so it's it's on my head that being said we're not talking basketball we talked bubble we had a good time gentlemen i want to thank you for joining me if you like what you heard if whatever platform you're listening to us on Uh, like comment subscribe leave a review it's the best way to support the podcast if you want to tell if you want to come tell me to my face how bad my opinions are you can join our discord (laughs) yeah you can call me mid in our discord and i won't ban you (laughs) as long as that's not the only thing you say uh well if you
1: if you are banned i will unban you okay pat's a mod he can unban you (laughs) i'll ban
0: you pack and unban you we can have a good time uh yeah links to to that in the description below um if this is your first time listening to us we are a weekly podcast uh that being said this is like a bonus episode gentlemen thank you we'll see everybody on well i don't know about everybody but monday we'll be doing aria i'm really looking forward to that so thanks a lot and we will see you next time bye